1: and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: All right, so the D-linemen are getting some work in right now. Tavandre Sweat, one of the more polarizing prospects this Draft process. We, we always hear about weight. Last year it was height. It was Bryce Young's height. This year it was Tavandre Sweat's weight. He actually weighed in at 366, I think it was, which was the same uh, weight that he <laughs> played at last year. I guess he cut some weight. Mm-hmm. Um, this was him yesterday at the podium just talking about what he brings to the table and what he's going to bring today. As the Texans are in the market, perhaps for a defensive lineman, this was uh, Tavandre Sweat. Uh, breaking things down with the media types. Did you weigh
1: in? I haven't.
3: Okay. Weigh in tomorrow. Everybody that want to know, you'll see tomorrow.
4: <laughs> <laughs> what are you, you
3: expecting? Where do you want to be? expect? Where do you want to be to be the most effective? Uh, that season, that you could be. And that's where I feel comfortable at.
0: Mm-hmm. That
3: was a pretty big increase from what you played at previous seasons. That was fine. Like season. Uh, you know, you know how man is. I mean, you won yourself. Um. We gotta grow into our bodies. This is me, as y'all see. I'm a big guy, big frame. That's just how it is. I just grew into my body, man.
0: How much has your frame been a talking point with teams when you've been in
3: interviews or in conversations? E- everyone, everyone. But uh, let y'all know, I'm doing everything at the combine before y'all even ask. Uh,
4: I feel like a lot of y'all gonna be like, when I run it's 40, you know? <laughs> shocker. I'm gonna shock a lot of y'all, you know, so. so what audience you anticipate running? Four 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 five. was <laughs> kidding there,
2: uh, but Tavondre Sweat's a polarizing guy. I've seen people talk about him going anywhere from the first to the second, um, to perhaps a slide. I, I don't anticipate a slide. I, I could I see I could see a scenario where both he and his teammate Byron Murphy go in the first round. But he's he's that guy who. There's going to be polarizing opinions because there's going to be some people who say he might be a two-down lineman, can't get upfield, mm-hmm. all that. I don't care. You're, da- you're down with sweat, huh? Uh, I know Murphy is a stud, and, yeah. and I think you're higher I think on – he's number 13 on ESPN. Yeah,
3: yeah, you're, you're, a lot of people, including yourself, are higher on Murphy. I'm not going to be – No, I, I like sweat, too. I like both of these guys. I, I'm not going to be shedding any tears if, if, if Murphy is the guy. I just think, like, fit, opportunity – you know, the the, the team uh, that, 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 would, that needs exactly that in, in the Houston Texans, big stud, middle of the line. I don't care if it's a two-down guy. I mean, I don't think anyone would care uh, because all of a sudden that makes it into a very much more often uh, passing situation. Um, I've, I've, I've watched maybe four or five Longhorns games, maybe not even that many in, in, in total, like the whole game. I watched the Alabama game, the whole game. I watched like, you know, a couple of others, the, 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 the championship game, of course. So probably about four games. And so this isn't like because he's got a good personality, because he's kind of funny. I'm talking about like if you just eliminate that, like what the Texans need and his ability to clog the middle of the line like that, Landry, I don't need to tell you. You watched every one of them, every down. Like he is like off the shelf ready for what the, the Texans could use.
2: Yeah, I, I think Murphy's kind of, if, if he's there, I, I could see them easily jumping on that. I don't know what, when they would like sweat. Could they cross their fingers in hopes that he goes to the second round? I I don't know. And I think it's going to matter. It's going to depend on what's up with the uh, with the wide receivers as well, which, which brings me to this. Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig with you. So we've talked about the wide receiver position a lot this offseason. Uh, Nick Casario has talked about a two year plan, mm-hmm. which he laid out. The increments. This is my hypothetical. And, and I actually discussed this before the news came out that it looked like Michael Pittman Jr. might get franchise tagged by the Indianapolis Colts. But if, if Michael Pittman Jr., let's say the Colts, the deadline passes next week on the 5th, and the Colts don't franchise tag Michael Pittman. If you were the Texans, would you look at Michael Pittman as potentially a two-years-down-the-line replacement for Nico Collins? Where do you sit in Michael Pittman versus Nico Collins? Oh, boy. That's a good question. That's a good question. See, I've been doing And it puts a lot of people on the spot. I've been doing the sign (laughs) or decline um, series with Cody Stutes on, on YouTube, and... Michael Pittman was the guy that came up today. We're doing it with every prospect. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about it, and Stute said that he would sign Michael Pittman because he thinks Michael Pittman is a better player than Nico Collins. We laid out all the quarterbacks he's played with, the fact that he's missed eight less games than Nico Collins, and that isn't even factoring in the game against the Jets where he left in the first series, uh, the fact that... On one hand, you talk about Nico Collins has played with an elite quarterback one year and you base it on that. And Michael Pittman has never played with an elite quarterback. He had more catches. Nico Collins had more yards and four uh four more touchdowns. But if you could like if, if you could sign Michael Pittman and have Nico Collins for one year, but then Michael Pittman replaces Nico Collins. Would that be something that you would consider? I'll put it this way. I said no, but I can understand where Stutes is coming from.
3: No, uh, I I think it's a solid point uh, by by Cody. And the reason is, for me, is the same reason I don't want to give Nico Collins uh, all that money right now. Get him on the cheap, fine. Body of work. Like the body of work that Michael Pittman Jr. has, has done is appreciably better than Nico Collins. He's played 17 games, 16 games, and 15 games the last three years. That's a better player. Like, he might not be faster. He's not known as a real fast guy, Michael Pittman Jr. He's known as a guy that gets open, you know, whatever. Savvy, you know, good catch, uh, whatever they call, you know, the radius and all that stuff that they talk about all the time. But his body of work is just better than Nico Collins. It's three years of production like that. Two of those years over 1,000 yards receiving. Nico Collins, we love you. (laughs) I mean, we think highly of you. Uh, But one year. So, that I. I think Cody's right. I would have to side with him.
2: I really, really would love to hear what the discussions are with Nico Collins with Nick Casario. Because mm-hmm. my thing is this: like, I I bet that Nico Collins would be willing to give you a bargain deal. He was a second round pick, third, uh, second. They traded up for it. That's they right. Traded second, up. yeah, they traded up.
3: Um, he can get some money. I mean, let's be honest what it's all about here. But, does, yeah. but
2: do, there's also a risk. Like, yeah, he could lose
3: the future money. You, you yeah.
2: miss games. Teams are going to have a little bit more
3: idea of what you're about. Is he going to bet on himself? Yeah. You know, that's what it comes down to. Like, like what would be a reasonable contract for you? Three years?
2: 42? I mean if you're doing that, that's that's a steal steal. Forty eight? That's fourteen mil a year. That's sixteen mil a year. Um I, I don't know what I don't know what Nico Collins is. I, I really like I think he's good. But I, think about the bonus that he'd get and all that. I mean The other thing is do they feel like they need like a bona fide number one receiver?
1: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
3: Well, I I, I said it earlier, I, I don't see, I can't fathom that they don't. I can't, like this whole argument that we've been having and the argument among ourselves and where should we prioritize? All these these fancy discussions that we've been having, and and they've been fun this this last week, they really have. I can't fathom the Texans not thinking that they need a number one wide right receiver. Still, is I just can't,
2: I, I, My mind can't go there. I, I want to ask y'all this: Do you think that there's like some sort of blueprint that the Texans should follow? Because that's the that's the thing that happens this time of the year, especially when you have hopes like the Texans, Landry Larker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig with you. Like, you hear these models, and we, we talked about the stupid tweet that B. Scott, I don't even know why he brought it to the air, quite honestly, but it was like, well, the last Super Bowl champs have paid this much to a running back. I roll. So does that mean that I'm that, that you don't need a top receiver either? Because the Chiefs the last two years haven't had a top-end receiver. Does that mean, hey, let's just cut – They actually just,
4: got rid of their top receiver. Yeah, yeah. So, so does
2: that mean you just, like, look past that? Like, Tom Brady after Moss and Welker, like – they never want. They never won a Super Bowl with Moss and Welker. So does that mean you don't need a receiver? Like that's. Is there like some sort of blueprint though that we can point to? Because a lot of times you you know, you say, "Well, they did it this way. They did it that way." I, I don't even know that. I don't think that there's like necessarily a, a blueprint. And and this is vague, but I, I think you do have to be aggressive. I think I think you have to be selectively aggressive when you do have this window that the Texans have. Yes, that's with what, CJ Stroud on the rookie quarterback. That, I don't think there's like a formula for hey. Look at this team did that, or that team did that, or the 49ers do this, and the Chiefs do that. I think there's if, examples that you can pick. If, the it was, if
4: it was, all 32 teams would be using that blueprint. Well, there's no blueprint to success.
3: That that, that that whole opinion is a kissing cousin of, well, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Yes. You
2: know? Yes.
3: Uh, 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 yeah, he did. Yes, <laughs> yes he did. Yes. Yes. And I don't want Punk. Trent
2: found Manu Ginobili, and Tony Parker <laughs> late in the draft. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Tom Brady was a sixth rounder. They're all cousins of each other. Yeah, and I do they're think they're there's all... examples.
2: Like I think you can point to Christian McCaffrey and the impact he had on San Francisco and what they invested. Maybe, maybe that's because I just no. believe in the running back. Maybe I'm just, but like I don't know that there's like some sort of blueprint. Like what? Let me put it this way: If you are going to find a blueprint, mm-hmm. and I think this is what we need to do, and I think it goes back to the San Antonio thing too, like mm-hmm. the Spurs. Don't point to Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady and tell me like that's like some sort of blueprint. That's that's if you have Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, you can figure stuff out. And yeah. there's no formula. Yeah, you to could
4: it. you could but, put anybody in the in yeah. the backfield if you had Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. Because if
2: you're going to use Super Bowl champs of the last twenty years, yeah. you, you flip a coin. There's a chance that it's Mahomes or Brady. Yeah, Let's just much. eliminate that. <laughs> Let's just eliminate that from yeah. the whole conversation.
3: Yeah, pretty much pretty much. Here's who, here's where I went with the the two-year increments thing. And it, and it's self, you know, I I I mean, I'm I'm kind of endorsing my own point here, I admit that. But when I heard two-year increments, my mind immediately went to this cuz you're talking about blueprint in the next 2 years. If we're talking about the next 2 years, do the Texans stand a better chance of contending, like truly contending at the highest level via the draft? and what they already have or via free agency and bolstering it because i think it's a no brainer free agency like if you want to really contend in the next 2 years forget 5 years in the next 2 years it's free agency bolstering what you already but have but
2: i don't think it's necessarily spending big in free agency no, and no. i think that's no, where no. it is like I, I think it's i think it's just being productive in free agency even if it's a better version of last year like last year was kind of similar to the year before ish there was churning of the roster but I don't think there's – and this is – I don't think you have to, like, go big game shopping. Like, I know Clint's talked about that. I don't, I don't, I don't think you dismiss it. I don't think you have to go big game shopping. Yeah, what, what I'm saying, though, is,
3: like, in terms of, like, pu- pushing the scales in your, in your favor, free agency is going to be it. Don't spend a lot. I've said that re- repeatedly. But via the draft, heck, I, I just I'm, – I'm really starting to swoon with sweat. He could get fat and in be nothing.
2: Swim with sweat. Yeah, he can play fat.
3: No, I'm just saying, the worst. There's no guarantees yeah. on the on the draft, whereas you get a little bit more of a guarantee with free agency. You know, I like Edgren Cooper a lot. Edgren, Edgren Cooper a whole lot. He might not be it. You know what I'm saying is, like if in the if you're looking at just the next two years, the the closer thing to a sure thing is bolstering this lineup and enhancing the receiver and running back positions with free agents. If you're looking to for the I think the, it's a draft. For the next two years, I'm saying.
2: Yeah, have a draft like you did last year, you're fine. Okay,
3: but that's where the it gets a little dicey. You know, you're not always always gonna have a draft like the tank that. The you world. also had the number
2: two and three pick. Yeah. <laughs> that's
4: true. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Especially you going know, you you're probably gonna be flirting around the twentieth, the twenty You've got twenty three, fifty nine, and I believe
3: yeah. eighty something. Uh so that that's that's a crap shoot. Via the draft. If you're, if you're talking to you now, you want to hit them. You're still going to use those picks, and maybe you'll, you'll have another great draft. But if you're looking putting the odds in your favor, it's free agency. It's free agency, free agency, free agency for the next two years. That's how you get there. I mean, that's just how I feel. People can disagree, and that's that's cool. But this is not the two-three pick. This is twenty-three fifty-nine. Yeah, you know.
2: Yeah, you definitely don't have the same draft equity. It's different. Yeah. It's exciting though. It's very exciting. There's trust. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of trust, right? Absolutely, I trust these guys in a lot, and so I trust them in free agency. I started out the show with this. I got another one. I'm going to take this in a different direction. Landry Locker, John Lopez, figure. Why you look so nervous? I'm not nervous. I'm cool as can be, man. So I have a leap year take. I've heard one of your leap years. at the same one. It's unnecessary, but but we'll 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 move past that. I, oh I don't want to agree move. to disagree. Yeah, no. we we can agree to disagree. Um. <laughs> No, Yesterday, it's wrong. By the way, is, I love we, is blind. I'm not trying to give it away. I saw you tweeted something. But well, one, one of the people said, she said, agree to disagree. She said, we're not agreeing with bleep. We disagree. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. You're yes. a weasel, but I, so thank you very much yes. for saying that. We yes. don't, why do we have to agree to disagree? I hate that term. You know that. I, I hate it more than anything. Yeah, you know that. And a lot of times it's over something factual, but I'm not, I'm not trying to. Mm-hmm. I have a leap year take. I can't wait for this. It should be a holiday. Like if we're if it's only going to be once every four years, we have a lot of weird holidays. Like leap year should be a holiday.
3: Now that is a good take. I agree
2: with that. If, now if that it, is a good it's take. It's an extra day. It really doesn't count. I only think you should be able to celebrate your birthday once every four years. But if we're going to have a leap year and we're going to add a day to the calendar once every four years, it should one hundred percent be a count now that be a holiday. You
3: are totally wrong on the it's unnecessary thing, and I think science will tell you that. We'll agree to
2: disagree on that.
3: But what, but what you just said. We're already, we already are not getting paid for working today. I mean, we're not. Most companies, if you get paid monthly or annually, they don't take that leap year into effect into into account. So we're already working for free. We're, we're not punching yeah. any clocks today, Figgy. We're working for free. So make it a holiday. Make it a, now. That I can get down with.
2: You're not technically working for free because you don't work daily. You work for the year. Now you're just no, no. starting no, no. to get free stuff. No, no. You're being a freeloader.
3: No, no. Like, if you're getting paid monthly, they don't add that extra day as part of the equation. Yeah, because it's for the month. Yeah. I'm just saying, you are working for free. No, we're not. No, because it's, it's still your annual. Yearly. Here's the thing your annual salary is based on 365 days a year. They don't, on leap years, pay you, base it on 366 and
2: give you a little more. Show me where it says 365 in your contract. So it says year. Yeah, but it doesn't say 365. It says year. Okay, well, actually, guy. Uh, well, well, <laughs> I mean, that's, that, that's, I'm just telling you. Hey, got, well, actually, got that, guy here. here my lawyer it doesn't say 365. It says year.
3: Yeah. It might say 365. I don't know. I haven't looked at it. That it closely. says year. But I think it says year. Nevertheless, when they're calculating, it's based on 365 days a year. So
2: you're working for free the 366. I don't know about that, John. I do. No, I do know about that, John. I do know. Coming up, Lunchtime Confessions here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. We'll go live to the Combine as well. We're having a lovely time with you on a leap day, free or not.
4: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.